All right, Caleb, you ready for another episode? Yep. All right, let's do it. AGR, cue that roll in music. guys welcome back to another episode of sparky talks your asu athletics podcast made by double fans for double fans i'm avery vital and i'm joined again by my friend kayla braley and we're going to be talking about all things asu hoops this episode we have another episode in our spotlight series we're talking about role players for the asu hoops team this episode and we're going to be talking about kamani lawrence tayshawn cherry mickey mitchell and elias valtanen and what their roles are going to be next season. Caleb, I got a question for you of the day here. We're going to start off real quick. Who's more important to ASU? The big three made up of Remy Martin, Romello White, and Rob Edwards, or our returning role players, Kamani Lawrence, Tayshawn Cherry, Mickey Mitchell, and Elias Valtonen. So keep that in mind. We'll be talking about that at the end of the episode here. But uh, we'll kind of roll right into this. We'll give a I have a couple questions here for Caleb. We're going to talk about these four role players for ASU. Firstly, we got Kamani Lawrence. I'm going to throw out some stats for us here. You know, he was probably out of these players the most dynamic and best of them. He played 25 minutes a game, had 8.6 points per game, you know, shot a a very respectable 41% from the field, 74% from the free throw line. Then we have Tayshawn Cherry, who is more of our, our three-point spe- specialist. He was a freshman last year, and he, uh, he played about 17 minutes a game and uh, was averaging about 5.9 points and 2.5 and rebounds and was about 34.5% from the three-point line. And then we have uh, Mickey Mitchell, who actually didn't play this past year. He had uh, some back spasms that he couldn't come back from. You know, but in 2018, when he was a part of our squad, he had two points a game, played about 22 and a half minutes each game, five and a half rebounds, 50% from the field. And then we have Elias Faltonen, our guy from Europe. He was a freshman last year, didn't play very much. When, when he did, he was a superb passer of the basketball, played only about 3.7 minutes a game, less than a point per game. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't out there very much, but hopefully we see a little bit of him next year. So, Caleb, first question I have for you, out of these four guys, who needs to make the biggest strides next season? I think Tayshawn Cherry does, and I say that because I think he has the highest ceiling uh, of all of these guys. I think uh, he he's someone that can make the biggest jump defensively, um, has the most potential to improve offensively. He's obviously got skills. He just hasn't quite put it all together, so... He's kind of the one I look at to take the biggest jump um, and that should uh, make the most improvement uh, this offseason because I think his role should uh, increase. And, uh, yeah, hopefully his three-point shot drops more, but I'd especially like to see more contribution from him on the defensive end and maybe a little bit more on the offensive end other than just standing at the three-point line. So uh, I, I look at Cherry as, as that guy. Yeah, I think he was really like really hyped up coming in and he just for me didn't really meet our expectations out of what we thought about him. Like, yeah, he, he was very one-dimensional 
and his defense wasn't very good. Um, he seemed unathletic on the floor at a lot of times during the season. Um, he was kind of hot-headed at times. He had a couple texts called against him. So yeah, I think he needs to one clean up his game, be a little bit, be able to keep those emotions on the positive side, and then check to check a little bit more. But yeah, just like round out your game a little bit and show a little bit more, and yeah, take a little bit more pride on on the defensive side. I think if that happens, and yeah, we'll, this will be the Tayshawn Cherry we thought we were gonna get. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, it, it might just stem from immaturity. Um, yeah. Just, you know, his first year playing at this level of competition, still a bit immature, uh, pretty highly touted guy coming out of high school. So, um, you know, uh, maybe a bit of an ego thing that he's kind of just getting adjusted to uh, playing at this level of competition. So I, I, I see him maturing a little bit during the summer and knowing more or less what he needs to work on and uh, – yeah, I, I hopefully we see a lot of improvement from him. I feel like we need to see more from him than what we got this last year. Yeah, and we're definitely going to need it because we don't have, you know, we're losing a good amount of production at where it's going to have to come from someone. And it would be really nice if we could get a little bit from him. Yeah. All right, so next question I got for you. Who's the most valuable out of these players? Um, I think given... Uh, Given where they're at now, I'd say Kamani Lawrence is the most valuable, just from what I've seen. Uh, I think other other guys can be more valuable, mm-hmm. but as of right now, I think Kamani Lawrence is the most valuable. He's a solid perimeter shooter. He plays pretty solid defense. He doesn't turn the ball over too often. Um, I, I, I just see him as a pretty solid all-around role player. At least by the end of the season, he seemed to be pretty comfortable uh, in his role, he seemed to know what his role was and play pretty well into that. So, I see him as the most valuable because he's got a good skill set and he knows how to use it and be efficient at this point. At, at least based on what I saw over the last five games of the season, yeah. it seemed that he knew his role and knew how to play within that role. And uh, I see him improving within that role. So, I think he is the most valuable as of right now, but I think Cherry can be the most valuable if he makes a big jump. Yeah, and you said it before. I think Cherry definitely has the, the more arc. You know, he, he has a higher ceiling than maybe a, a Kamani Lawrence or a Mickey Mitchell. But, um, yeah, I definitely have to agree with you there. Kamani is definitely, out of these four players, probably the most valuable. I mean, he has the most production out of these guys, um, play, playing the most minutes, played in every single game this past season. You know, pretty good free throw shooter, like you said, really good, you know, three-point guy that you can kind of uh, kind of rely on. And, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, out of these four guys, kind of trust him the most with the basketball. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, you know you, you got guys like the big three with Remy, Romello, and Rob that are, you know, going to put up the production and you know be those guys that you need them to be but yeah I definitely think Kamani's that next guy and I think his confidence is only going to go up he's going to get a starting position next year and I think that was kind of the big thing with him last season was when he lost that to Rob Edwards that it, it kind of hit him a little bit and he you know didn't really know his role until the end of the season like you said and where he finally started kind of coming into that coming into that role yeah Definitely Kamani Lawrence. Yeah, I, most valuable. I mean, you know, said how Cherry had the highest ceiling. I think as of right now, Kamani Lawrence's floor is better than oh, yeah. the other guys. Yeah. So 
uh, as far as like his baseline, what we'll get from him, I, I like it better than any of the other guys. Because um, I also think Mickey Mitchell has a pretty high ceiling if he can, uh, you know, come back and mm-hmm. be healthy and play well again. But um, I, I think Kimani Lawrence is the best uh, floor out of these guys as far as what we know we can get from him and the role that we know he can play. I like it more than what I've seen from the other guys. Okay. And this leads us into my final question here for you. Who do you think will play their role best next year? That doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean the guy that's going to play the best, just whatever role each of these four guys has, who's going to play that role best? Uh, I I would say Kamani Lawrence for this one, again, uh, just because I think he figured out what his role is. He kind of knows what he needs to do. But... Uh, I almost want to say Mickey Mitchell just because I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Mickey Mitchell. Uh, it's just I think there will kind of be an adjustment because he didn't really play with any of these guys last year. Right. He so. only played in six games, and that was all in the non-conference and didn't play very many minutes before he went down with that back injury. So, so yeah, I think he'll it'll take him a little bit more time to figure out his role. I'd like to think he can play really well once he figures out what that is, but... As of right now, I think the safest pick is Kamani Lawrence. I, I see him as the safe pick uh, as far as role players go. Yeah, but I think I think definitely Mickey Mitchell and Eli Faltonen have a role on this team, and it's definitely not you know the kind of production. It's if anything, it's just to give the guys up front that are starting kind of a rest, right? Like yeah. it was definitely it was kind of like what I think disappointed us most with like DeQuan Lake last year was that. He never was able to really give Ramella White the rest that he needed because before you know it, he was stacking up his fouls and here comes Ramella White off the bench again because you need him. And so, yeah, I think, you know, Mickey Mitchell, Elliot Valtanen, not the best players in the world. I definitely want to see more out of Valtanen next season. I mean, I didn't know very much about him coming in, but he was highly touted. I mean, he was a four-star, but I know you've said in previous podcasts that you know, never know what you're going to get with these European guys. And, yeah, he definitely, I mean, if he wants to play next year, he's definitely going to have to show more. But, I, again, I think Mickey Mitchell and, and Valton, and they have their roles of just giving the guys up front a little bit of a rest, be able to boost their games so that they come, they don't have to have kind of the production that I think kind of showed this past season was that, we had like six guys that were playing the bulk of the minutes and then we just couldn't trust anybody on the bench to come in for any more than two, three minutes before the, the starters were back on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would agree with you that I think Kamani Lawrence knows his role now best. This is his third season with us. He's, he's got to know it. And But I do think that Mickey Mitchell, Elias Felton, and Tayshaun Cherry, they, got, they have those roles and they got to grow into him. Yeah, and, and Valton, at the very least, he's a very good outside shooter. Yeah. You know, he didn't get a chance to show that, but um, from the games he played, I think he shot, you know, maybe like less than 10 threes for the year, but he knocked yeah, out he probably was, half of them. He was he was 4 of 8 from the three-point line okay, this year. Yeah, there yeah, you go. percent Yeah, uh, so he, he's a good outside shooter. Now, could he keep that going throughout a season? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, at, at the very least, he's a good outside shooter. If he can play minutes and not look terrible on either end and knock down a couple open threes, then you know what? That's uh, that's playing your role pretty well. I, I wouldn't be able to complain. Maybe he does better. Maybe 
someone else steps up and takes his minutes. But I, yeah. I'd like to think that he can he can play a specific role with the team and do pretty well. Yeah, definitely. And with the transfers that we've had from Euros Plavsic, who I was super excited to see, a, a seven-foot center, never really seen that at ASU. He's in the transfer portal. And then I had the other guys forget my uh, Vitali Scheibel. He's in the transfer portal too now. Two European guys, and that's tough because they were kind of. I mean, they were big. Uh, Plavsic was seven foot. Scheibel was like six eight. You know, could come in for that kind of one two spot if you needed him to. Yeah, so I think we're going to talk about recruits next week, and we do have a, a couple. Kind of guys that are going to be able, or going to have to shoulder the load, but um, yeah, I mean these guys: Mickey Mitchell, Elias Valtanen. Valtanen is six foot seven. Mitchell is right around that. So again, not the biggest guys on the court, but do provide a little bit of length and athleticism. They do have kind of a role to play next year. move forward here a little bit of an update in our Tempe roundup section kind of going over a couple different sports here in ASU to keep you up to date ASU baseball beat number one UCLA on Sunday they came back they were down seven to four and came back and won eight to seven pretty good game there and then on Tuesday yesterday for us here on the podcast U of A uh, was playing ASU baseball and the Devils took them down and that is now a total season sweep for the Devils. They went 4-0 against U of A baseball. And we now get to say that ASU baseball, football, men's basketball, all swept uh, U of A this year. So pretty good Not time, bad. Pretty Not good bad time to be a Devil. And then also in, in other Devil news, in, in hockey, they will become the first collegiate team ever to play a game in China next year. So, I don't know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Women's Beach Volleyball finished number 20 in the rankings uh, for the season. Also pretty sweet. And Caleb, how's uh, James Harden doing in the playoffs right now? Hey, it's a 2-2 series uh, going back to Golden State. Um, so, hey, not doing too bad. Not bad. Not doing bad at all. Bad. Got evened up that series. So, best of three now. Yeah. That'll it's be... It's uh, it, it, it's looking not too bad for Houston. Yeah. I, I was nervous, but they're looking all right right now. Yeah, they kind of turn a, turn a couple things around, and we'll see if the Warriors uh, make some adjustments and stuff. But hope not, because I mean we've said it before. There's a wildcat coaching and a wildcat playing on the Warriors, so why would you root for the Warriors? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doesn't pay off too well. No. But, you know, speaking of Wildcats and paying off, uh, Sean, oh, yeah. Sean Miller had a big week. Ooh, yeah. no, we don't have to talk about that, but... <laughs> hey, I, I gladly talk about this. So if you haven't heard, there is a, some, been some court proceedings in this whole NCAA paying athletes and stuff, and there have been, what, a couple assistant coaches that have come out now saying that uh, that Sean Miller, head coach of U, U of A basketball, has paid players in the past. And one guy even came out and said that he paid uh, DeAndre Ayton $10,000 a month uh, yeah. while his time at U of A. So making a pretty good paycheck down there as a college athlete. So we'll see what happens. I'm not like, I will, 
I won't believe it till I see it because Sean Miller, it seems like he, he matrixes every bullet that's shot at him. Yeah. But this one, sweaty old Sean Miller doesn't seem to be getting away with this one. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. We'll wait. We'll wait for uh, you know more evidence and see what mm-hmm. people determine. But at the same time, when people are choosing to live in Tucson over Tempe, it does raise questions. When, <laughs> when a like nineteen, twenty year old kid is choosing to live in Tempe over Tucson, you gotta wonder. You mean Tucson over Tempe? Or yeah, yeah. Tucson over Tempe. Tucson yeah, over correct. Tempe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and you're making ten thousand dollars a month. I'd go down to Tucson and stomach that. That's a you know that's on the low end of things, but I'd do it. Yeah, you know, if anyone ever talked about going to Tucson, you'd say you'd have to pay me to go there, and it right. looks like these it guys looks like they have that. Might have been getting paid to go there. So, So before we finish this podcast, Caleb, we'll kind of circle back now to the question of the day. And again, that was, who's more important to ASU? The big three, Remy Martin, Ramella White, and Rob Edwards, or the returning role players, Kamani Lawrence, Tayshawn Cherry, Mickey Mitchell, and Elias Valtanen? What's your answer? Um, So my first thought uh, when you first asked it was the big three. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like the big three were more important. Uh, And then the more I thought about it, I thought, well, you know, I think the main... Uh, you know, star players have been the ones that in non-conference games, you know, they come out swinging and, you know, we start off all of our non-conference games really well, typically. Uh, but uh, then it seems like the role players don't quite step up when conference play comes around. So I will say uh, the role players I see as more important because I think they'll be more important come conference play because... There's typically better scouting going into those games. Mm-hmm. They'll know how to focus on guys like Rob and Remy uh, and Romello and know how to slow them down in some way. So I think it will come down to guys like Kamani and Tayshawn Cherry and Valton uh, and uh, and Mickey Mitchell stepping up and making big plays. So uh, to me, the role players will be more important because I think the conference plays the most critical point in the season for Arizona State. That's where they still kind of have been having struggles, no matter how good they've been playing over the last couple of years. They, they've struggled in conference play. So I, I'll go with the role players. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. When I was kind of making up this question for you, I was thinking the same thing. Like, like yeah, it's hard not to pick, you know, the big three there because they're like, they are important. They're definitely important to this team. And if they don't play well, we're going to have issues. But... You know, the, it's kind of that saying, like, you know, your stars don't win championships. It's the guys underneath. It's the foundation. And, yeah, I think you're definitely right. When it comes to conference play, the, the big three, there, there's a ton of footage on them. Teams are going to know how to defend them. It's who's going to be able to come off the bench and make a difference in a game. And it's these guys. It's these four right now. And, and of course, the recruits that we'll talk about next week. But these guys are have played for the team before. So they're definitely, you know, you can't really expect much out of the recruits coming in. These guys have been there, done that. They're the ones that you're going to have to rely on. And, yeah, I think if ASU wants to have a winning season, you know, be up in the top third of the Pac-12 standings and get another bid to the – NCAA tournament, it's these four that are going to have to play well. Yeah, for sure. I agree. 
Well, there you have it, guys. We agree on something once again here on the podcast. The role players are more important to the team than the big three. So I guess we'll see come around next season what they end up doing and how big of a role they're going to be able to end up playing. But Caleb, thanks again for being here and getting this podcast out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, some more Sean Miller news in the, in the next uh, few weeks or yes, so. Yes, I'm, I'm popping the popcorn right now, so we'll, we'll have some fun with it. But uh, thanks again, guys, so much for listening to another episode here on Sparky Talks. We'll have one more episode here in the ASU Hoop Spotlight series. We're talking all about the recruits coming in next season for the basketball team and what we kind of expect out of them and how they're going to help this team now without Ludor and Zylan Cheatham they're leading so we'll have some fun with that so make sure you subscribe and get notified when that episode turns up other than that Caleb I think we'll, we'll kind of end it there and yeah we'll see you guys next week yeah thanks again guys we'll